Welcome back to More in Common. Welcome, and welcome. This, and this is a place where we explore the fact that we have more in common than that which divides us by anchoring humanity and compassionate conversation. Today is a bonus episode as we're in between seasons, season one and season two, and our producer, Ruff, shout out, Ruff, what up, Ruff? has given us some things to just riff on for a half hour and talk about, so we're going to do that. It's going to be different. We're just going to follow his lead, even though he's not here today, kind of like we did at the end of 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first thing he tells us to talk about, we're just going to get right into it. Um, oh. We want to keep it short, but quick, energetic, and fun. Yeah, let's just let's just, just run down the list, like bam, bam, bam. Like the first thing he talks about is hockey season. Now, <laughs> <laughs> God I'm bless a Bruins you, Ruff. fan, big fan of the Bruins. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you even pay attention to hockey. Like, I don't. I don't. I grew up a Blackhawks fan because I played a lot of uh, hockey video games growing up, and I picked the blackhawks and stuck with them now living in la i do like the kings which is very mm. messed up because you can't like the kings and the blackhawks yeah the no time. that's weird yeah but i do Bruins pk awesome suban pk suban is like my, yeah is the dude i mean he is like the black guy in hockey and he's you like know? the guy in hockey. like the yeah. dude is a pretty awesome he's, he's actually good really way. really good yeah um i'm a big burns fan they're the best team in hockey this year. And after a disappointing Stanley Cup loss last year, I'm hoping they'll be back and I'll get to watch them. And that's our hot take, Ruff. Um, wait, wait, I'll say this. For those of you who don't like hockey, like really, that little black butt. <laughs> hockey in person is... Oh, it's one of the best things. I, I, just an amazing experience. No matter where you are in the arena, Yeah, closer, better. But like... Just from a respect of athleticism standpoint, yeah. like these dudes are sprinting for like thirty two to minute, two minutes, a minute, minute, thirty to seconds two to minutes, two minutes, potentially, at a time. Yeah. yeah, like a yeah. minute, I guess, for line change, but yeah, like sprinting all out yeah. for yeah. like two minutes on skates. You ever ice skated? Uh, me? Uh, yeah, yeah. First time yeah. was like uh, last year, I think. Works, in Long Beach works a lot of muscles you're not used to working when you walk. And they do stuff like they like kick the puck with yeah. their skate. Yeah. They, they hand flip it up to their hand and catch it. Like, ridiculous. Like when they bat pucks out of the air and they, they the things that they do, I have mad respect mad. for hockey athletes because I think they're some of the best athletes. Like when they, they got do a dude on, whose whole on, job is to enforce and go beat the crap out of somebody else if they do something that they don't like. They do on ice what we do on the ground. Like they, they, that's how natural ice and skating is. I do is. not even that well on the ground, by the yeah. way. <laughs> I trip all the time. Not only that, like this game is the, I'm a big hockey fan, even though I don't watch it all that often because it's just fast. It's fun. Like you said, you go there, it's fast. It's there. It's 20 minute periods. They probably last 25 minutes, right? Like they, they got they, fun they, rules too, like locking yeah. people in jail for, and then making a power play. <laughs> and then like, I think the NFL could use some of that. Like what you want to hit somebody in the head with a defenseless receiver, <laughs> go sit in freaking timeout, man. And you down, down, down 11 on 10. <laughs> <laughs> now no, it's 10 on 11. You oh, watch just, out. The fines they do don't mean that. anything, but if you cost your team a touchdown, I bet uh -huh. that would change from change the hits. <laughs> there you go. There's the hot uh -huh. take. A hockey season. Now he wants us to talk about coronavirus. But before we do... COVID. Yeah, COVID-19. Let's talk about Kobe. Not COVID. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, the, so were the you a big Kobe fan? No. Like, ever? 
No, never. Yeah, I really um, wasn't. You know, when I was a big Kobe fan was his uh, last game when he scored 60 points. And it was only because, like, I respect the guy's career. I respect mm-hmm. his contribution to the sport. And then watching him go out there and just do what he did, I was rooting for him. But that was the only time I've ever actually rooted for Kobe Bryant. Not because I didn't like the guy, but I grew up a Celtics fan. Um, I'm not so much anymore, but, mm-hmm. like, the Lakers. Like, I don't I don't mm-hmm. need to like the Lakers, right, in any way, yeah. shape, or form. So. Yeah. No, I feel you because I think I was very similar. Like, I was always aware who he was, but never – until I moved to L.A., like, then it became very, very, very present. And uh, and then recently started reading, like, books on, like, coaches that worked with him or uh, teammates that worked with them. And I got a respect for who he was as just, a like, a worker, like somebody who put in yeah. effort – and um, when he when he and all the other what eight was it eight total or nine total I don't I, when all the people passed um, oh nine on the helicopter nine total there you go when everybody passed uh, it was like it hit me really hard for two main reasons and I and I'll say them in the order that they hit me which I'm a little embarrassed to say but like the first one was like this somewhat sad i was like oh, he's only 41 shit i'm about to be 38 like this very selfish like oh god what if i die right now what have i done with my life mm, Kobe's interesting won, yeah. what did he win five, five six how many championships five like i'm like damn like i haven't done anything and then um secondly just the i kept having these visions of like daydreams i guess visions of being in such an intense horribly everything going wrong moment with either of my daughters um i couldn't fathom and it it breaks my heart that 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 all those little the little girls um yeah it just breaks my heart yeah um it's interesting because i never was a fan um and that affected me in a a way I didn't expect it to. Um, I think part of it for most people, in fact, including me in this is just mortality. Like he's so young, he mm-hmm. was doing so many things. It's just, like when we, when we see people of high esteem or celebrity, we have the tendency to think that there's a protection around them, right? Like there's a bubble of, of everything that they do is mm-hmm. going to lead to an accident. Right. Yeah. And, and it's one, you know, when you're that level, it's like, wait, you're everywhere. You're, you're mm-hmm. part of, you know, and I'm like, we're he's also, part of culture. Like yeah. he was part of, like, I, like, I didn't, I didn't think about Kobe, but like every time I went to the barbershop, I swear to God, it was like and Kobe exactly, Jordan, Kobe LeBron. He, like he's part of what we've grown up with. And, and quite honestly, like our generation, the things that we grew up with, are still here, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's from the nineties, whereas like baby boomers and people they grew up with are older now. They, so if some older actor, um, passed away now, um, we would think of them, okay, well that was age and all that, but they weren't a part it's of necessarily our like, lexicon, oh, right? The they, they, timeline. Yeah. They weren't part of our formative years in any sort sort of form or fashion. Kobe was, yeah. and in so many ways. Right. Um, and so like, it starts making you think about just that. I didn't necessarily go to the depths that you did. It was much harder for me. Um, once I found out about Gianna, his daughter and, uh, the family of three, the mom, dad, and their daughter. Um, 
that were on that helicopter with him. Like that, I still have a really hard time processing because my immediate mental processing energy goes to my kids and like that relationship that he has with her is really what forms my emotional response. Not just that he was on there with his daughter, but he had such an emotional relationship with her and that, that broke because of the helicopter, right? Like that no longer exists. And to me, like that existence in the the material world, right? Like in the, in the, the world of matter, (laughs) um, M A T T R. Um, I don't know why I just spelled it. Um, because you didn't want it to be the other matter. Well, yeah, but they're spelled the same way. Um, uh, yeah, but I understood what, <laughs> but I understood what you were doing. Right, right. <laughs> um, that uh, it Mater? was just fun, fundamentally like that. I think that loss made me makes me more emotional because I, if there's like something inherently in my bones that I worry about is is losing like those those bonds those things which is the really I'm closest with. it's really interesting because like that's why i asked you if you were a fan because like neither of us were but yeah. like i think i know in la in general like the energy was just wild off but like totally. i think probably even worldwide i can't speak to, i haven't talked to anybody outside the country but like nationally um i think it's forced people to look at life and like for me the major things are like all right look i just gotta pour myself in like i'm not gonna say mama mentality like i'm not gonna go that far but like yeah. Um, I got to pour myself into the things that I really care about because life is short and that, that reminder of death is ever constant or ever present. And then it's like, um, the second thing for me is just like really enjoying the process. Like that's something I've kind of gotten going back and learning more about Kobe is just like the dude was an avid learner and like, really he learned at just an extreme level. Like he was kind of an extreme learner and, but it was about the process. Like he put in all the work, all the hours. Like if you never looked up Kobe, you wouldn't know that you would just see the result. And it's not about the result. It's about the work going hard for the things that you know, you want to, or should be going after. And it really kind of convicted me in that, like, all right, Rod, like time to go hard for you. Yeah, no, I think, um, it's a, it's a great inspiration on, the the work legacy that he left right and um i'm with you on the process like just like being being present in a moment requires you to appreciate the the process that you're engaging versus the outcomes because if you're when we've talked about this maybe even taking a spin because we haven't talked about this much in any of our avenues just the idea of of presence um and you know the power of now right um if you are in here if you are here in this moment listening to this podcast the only thing that matters is is the thing that you're listening to if you're doing dishes the only thing that matters is that you're doing dishes even if it's a banal activity it is the only thing that matters because it's the only thing you can do it's the only thing you are doing like the things that are going to happen an hour from now you can't control until they happen until they are now And, um, that to me is all about that process, right? Like I can't control who subscribes and unsubscribes. I can only try to put 
this product as best as we possibly can in this moment. We'll publish it later. And we'll deal with it and worry about all that stuff later. Right? As much as I want to get off this topic, I think that point like makes for in my mind the loss of Kobe less tragic than everybody else. Because I don't know, mm. like I know where Gigi was. Like, she was just starting her life. Yeah. She was a child, and the other children. I don't know about the other adults on that chopper, but I know that like you know from 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 the construct of time it's like well like if you look at kobe's life like he put in he put in that effort like so much into basketball like i like what he poured into his craft the energy and the time the dedication the presence like you we saw the result we saw the and you yeah. can go and see the work and it's like all right like he got that like the present was what he was about so like he lived like if what if it's 41 years 60 30 whatever like i think the answer is he lived a full life yeah does that mean he won everything he did everything right no not at all no, like, totally like all of us he's flawed yeah. and he made mistakes and yep. that sh shouldn't be ignored but um lived a full life and i think that's what a full life to me is now totally like, agree with you if i can be here 90 95 ideally 100 percent of the time but like if i can be right here right now that's it that's the win yeah. and to your point that's the tragedy of gg and and all the the other people especially the kids like yep. they didn't have that opportunity all right uh, maybe maybe go a little less yeah let's calmer. go let's let's, let's, let's talk about the coronavirus coronavirus <laughs> covid-19 yeah uh, events are canceling i'm getting notifications right now on my phone events i got to be canceling. honest like listen i i am all for public health I think there is a multitude of things within this coronavirus because I pay attention to it from a financial perspective, from a social perspective, and just maybe even from a, bio, a medical perspective. But it exists. It's a problem. We don't know anything about it. We don't have anything about it. We don't know how fast it spreads. You don't know if you have it until 14 days later because that's it. Two to it's, 14. Two to 14, right? Like we, we, There are all these unknowns about it. Not many people have it the rate of, of death is is higher than the flu and yes more people die from the flu every year uh, the skewed towards that like, okay great but that's because it's new too. it's, it's new and we don't know a lot so it's really really important that it gets contained because at the end of the day what i just read the other day is that um and you know this is coming from from china but there are Chinese scientists saying that there was a mutation and the mutation is the one that's spreading. They actually contained a fairly, um, you know, mild, uh, coronavirus strain. Um, yeah, and I mean, so I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. I think it's an interesting, it's interesting. Like I, I'm seeing technology at work here. Like I got on Twitter last night and was kind of seeing the WHO's update and they break, they're breaking down per country cases, deaths, percentages, they're breaking down um, information that the world has never had about a worldwide outbreak uh, to this scale. And, you know, it's not quite, uh, you know, it's not quite the bubonic plague. It's not like as it's not the most fatal thing that we've ever seen. Right. But it is actually pretty fatal for, for a part of the population. That's so correct. It's really, it's really important to track. And there's some things happening like um, the dude in Northeast U.S. that got tested 
and he was told not to go anywhere. The, the New and Hampshire then he guy, went, they, of course, then he went to a university. Guy, like, he had to be a New Hampshire guy, and he was under quarantine, and he broke quarantine. Yeah, And he left and went to a university to give a speech, Yep, and then was was found positive from that test. And then there's the cruise ship right now that's, I mean, there's cruise ships all over the world that are not being allowed to dock because they have confirmed cases on the boat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like, what does that mean for... So there's one in San Fran that just happened yesterday. They're not letting it dock anywhere. And it's just yeah. like, so are we saying that, like, like from a societal standpoint, what do we like? How do we treat people? How do we treat those people that are on the boat that aren't infected or we don't know yet? Like, how do we quarantine them in a humane way? Yeah, I don't think that's happening right now. Like, staying on a cruise ship for an extra, God knows how many days is nothing not, about that not sounds humane. humane. <laughs> um, and then like. Like I, so the WHO had a map, um, has a map on Twitter showing the heat, the hot spots of like where this thing is spread, and you know China's what two months ahead of everybody, or a month and a half ahead of everybody yeah. else on this, and the it's just red, yeah. it's just it's red, everywhere. yeah, and you know like the virus germ theory, how germs spread, especially airborne threats, like this is something that we have th- like a very small understanding of um, yeah. what to do to prevent um to 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 keep it from being a large scale outbreak like this is and that's i think it. that's where yeah. my interest is in this because like you know there's going to be something worse than covid-19 at some there this just history repeats i mean they, they, will- and they they've already i mean they they're projecting a lot of you know people in this area of study project that like this is just the beginning Mm -hmm. just given the amount of people on the planet the way we live the way we interact with animals like it's just gonna happen they've been predicting it for a while right like this is the beginning and how do we respond it's it's inevitable make sure right like how do we more like get these you know vaccinations and other things and yeah it's I, i i'm just sick of getting emails about it at work and, but I uh, also appreciate to the at most degree the emails. There's a couple I want to talk to you about off this that I just <laughs> don't at all export. But I, I appreciate that work is trying to think about it and trying to say, hey, stay at home. Yeah. Let's, let's not spread totally. it unnecessarily. My um, whole thing but, is like, I don't need 10 of those emails every day. Well, part of it is that our company is headquartered in Washington and Washington has the largest outbreak in the US right now. Yeah. So, like it's it's really important like everybody there's freaking out. And yeah. like to me it's, what is this? It's 2020 and we don't have a good grasp on how to keep this stuff from spreading. Like to me that's kind of a failure of human of society. Like we have a lot of technology and we probably actually have the technology to keep this from spreading, but we're not using it. Yeah funding um i read a read a headline so for what it's worth that you know uh, covid19 there was a vaccine that was in the works a few years ago and they ran out of money but i didn't read the article so i don't know i'm not claiming it was just a headline read right like anything like that right but, it was probably uh, actually about baboons in spain or something <laughs> so here's a fun topic and i yeah. have no idea what rough means by this um and maybe you do my old phone. Like, is this like a conversation you and he had? Like, is there some insight here? Like, I think he... he just saw your old phone. Your old, your, your old my iPhone eight. Like, I would call like, your what's phone wrong old. With my no, it's not that it's old iPhone eight. It's it's cracked to shite. Oh, yeah. But you so... did you did try to replace it through insurance, and you just made a mistake. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. I was honest and I told them when I broke it. I have, like, they weren't sympathetic to the fact that I have two kids and I just I wasn't able to do it. Like, I just, I just didn't get down there in time and claim it. And, but, like, let's be real. Like, this is entirely my fault. I got insurance I, because I ran over my phone with a lawnmower. And so I had to That's replace that phone. And then I went and replaced that phone. And then a month later, I dropped it. And I had plenty of time to replace it. And I just, I it's, just uh, so now I'm stuck with this cracked phone that doesn't work sometimes. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking super cracked. Like now I think it, has it cut your finger eight. swiping on the screen? Well, I have to make sure like if I drop it in the kid's room, like I'm on glass, pickup glass duty. duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta be real, real careful. That's um, problematic essay. Yeah. But that's also my case pre- prevents all of that from, me paying attention to it so um i'll be getting a new phone soon yeah i don't know what he meant by that i think he just wanted to he just wanted me to bring up the fact that i have a it's a it's an eight so maybe i'm eligible for an upgrade i don't know it's the like we've talked about priorities we've talked about priorities that not one of them thus it doesn't get my attention moving on yeah (laughs) um so interesting this one um how to adjust to a cold shoulder at work I don't know. Like, I it just doesn't phase me. Like, yeah. just keep going. Like, find another yeah. avenue. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's if it's the I, like, okay, so keep going. And if it's the the final, like, I I I need Bob to approve this, and Bob gives a cold shoulder and writes it out. Like, then either I find somebody else that can influence Bob, or it's like it's a no, and I gotta go do something else. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, I think it all depends on how much I need to work with that person. Because I think the cold shoulder, per- the 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 perception of it is all internal work. Like, my first reaction is like, "Hey, what's up? Like, let's have a conversation. Can can I? Can you tell me what what I what I did to offend you?" Um, my second reaction is, "Okay, well, if we're not going to reconcile it and we don't actually need to work together, then I'm going to have to move you on know, with my day." And actually, cold shoulders don't really compute much for me. I yeah. don't. Because, A, I don't think I get them a lot. Mm. Pretty, like, on the charisma chart, like, I'm pretty high. So, like, generally, I get along with people. Yeah. And, like, I just, and then the moments when, like, somebody doesn't want to be interacting with me for the first time, my natural inclination is to say, oh, but they'll get over that once they get to know me. So, yeah. I just go past it. And then, like, the times when it's been an overt cold shoulder, usually I've done something. And, and, and like I was I late to a meeting, and I hate when somebody's yeah. late. Sure. Like, then it's so it's more. And you feel like, it, and it's like, oh, I screwed up. And yeah, I messed I'll, up. I'll then find it's... my way to reconciling that over time. I think yeah. there was this one time where we were at a meeting. We were both late, same time. Um, it was at uh, in Vegas, and um, you felt it, it was like, Ugh, yikes. So we just made the effort. Like av- that's not happening again. First of all, we're not going to be late. It got called out too. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to be oh, late. Oh, um, and and I think we've we've reconciled. So you kind of kind of just change the pattern of behavior. If you do, you, know do you cold shoulder people at work? Um, I feel like <laughs> you do actually. You that have oh totally. Like I am such a cold shoulder. Like ah, oh, just like ah, oh, just don't want to. But I don't do it as much anymore. I used to do it more because I I'm I'm less cold shirt. Wait, so can being curt like because I'm super curt is no, cold shoulder is not that's it's different. different. Yeah, totally. 
Um, that's a fun one. So um, I don't have a whole lot to add there, but I think it's an interesting one, Rough, that you brought it up. And so here we go. Um, but this one, now, we, got, we only got a couple of minutes left. And um, I know we knew we weren't going to get to all of them. We got six minutes. Let's go. Um, but the the idea of choosing food versus making it. Like going to a restaurant versus cooking dinner. I actually really like having food prepared for me, and I also like cooking. It really comes down to energy, cost, and what the family needs at the moment for me. What about you? Yeah, it's um, so first. I think it's it, it's uh, oh health. Health is the I think the number one determining factor of whether we cook versus go out. Um, but also financially like i just don't want to spend all my money dining out i think it's an easy way to break go broke if you dine out constantly and you can really eat unhealthily when you dine out even if you think you're eating healthy um so we actually have a rule that we 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 go out once a week um as a family and that's mostly to get out of the house and go do something as a family with the girls um the rest of the time we we cook and now it's a matter of (laughs) what do we cook do we throw some frozen salmon in the oven that we don't have to do much with or do we have a sun basket where there's a whole bunch of preparation and meal prep and that's uh that's all about time and energy and um, what we have in the house. I mean, like I'm trying to maximize the time and energy. Like I love yeah. things that are meal preps that are like, everything's cut and portioned. Then we can just go yeah. like it costs a little, there's a premium to it. It's not right. quite eating at Mastro's, but it tastes good and we can get something healthy and on the table in a, yeah. in a reasonable time frame. Like that's important. Um, and, and for us, we go in and out on that. Like sometimes we want that and we need that to yeah. help stabilize the rest of life. And sometimes it's like, nah, we're going to cook. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, we definitely choose um, cooking and food at home over dining out um, more often than not for health and financial reasons. And, and I'll, I'll actually, as I'm taking on more at work and in works, I'm becoming more of a fan of outsourcing stuff that I just don't have to do. So, like, if Rachel's not cooking, I'm like, I don't really like I would prefer to use my energy on this rather mm-hmm. than cooking, even though I do enjoy cooking from time to time. But it's like I'm really making that decision almost nightly. Like, yeah, I mean, cooking sometimes. That's why I mean, part of that is cook more for leftovers. We love leftovers. And, you know, if I can cook a lot one night so we can have it for two more nights, we, mm-hmm. we do that a lot. That's smart. Yeah, we're, we're trying to. That's a good point. We should pull up that. So that's kind of like my, my, my the... chicken meal prep at the beginning of the week, you know, chicken prep, chicken prep, <laughs> chicken, chicken prep, prep Mondays. Um, all right. Let's see if we can crank out one more of these. One more. Um, how you guys enjoy quiet if you can get it. How do you enjoy quiet if you get it? Like what is what is quiet for you? I don't get a lot of it. So I think I just enjoy it and I'm, I, I try and listen in it to see what I can hear. Like just trying to be super present in it. Uh, I like to meditate, which typically has some quiet unless it's guided. I like to, 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of things I do, like I like to work to music. Uh, so. so I guess quiet peace. I think of quiet as stillness, like calm, mm, relaxed versus yeah. it just being silent. I don't know what sleep. that means. I like to yeah. sleep in quiet. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> What about like stillness for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I a good half hour TV comedy that I can just throw on just to shut my you brain. You count off. that as quiet. I do count that as quiet. Oh, I count I that as just stillness or working out. I count as as quiet, um, uh, even if I'm listening to podcasts. Like, yeah, no, I it's just me. Like, it's it's a way for me to just breathe because there's just so much external stimulus coming at me all the time with the kids wife jobs all that stuff that um being an introvert i like just that's just me time and that that alone space where no one else is giving me inputs and except myself to me that's quiet uh i would say actually the number one thing for quiet for me is reflection Mm. like getting time to decompress on what i just learned or what i just felt or thought like and I'm getting better at just doing it without having to write it down. But uh, yeah, reflection is my big. So I can't like that's why I wouldn't count those because I can't reflect while I'm doing. Yeah, that that's fair. Well, listen, this was fun. I hope yeah. you had fun as our audience. Um, we are we just finished season one. This is the wrap to the bonus content. We've got some preview stuff coming out for season two, and then season two is going to be off with an a bang and we're pretty excited about it so um this was more in common have a great day night evening morning peace